This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Hello and welcome to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Joining us this time round for the Opposition View and Norgraves from the To Holland Back podcast. How are you? I'm all right, mate. How are you? And and one, of, I, I, I'll be honest with you, one of our favourites and he's returned. We're very, very pleased because we're all going up to Hull. Well, some people are. If, if, they, if they still believe, they still believe we could get something out of this season. Sir, we would like to talk to you about Hull. This is, after all, the opposition view. And we want to know, the last time we spoke, there was a couple of things that we really wanted to get into. One was obviously how you thought your season was going to go, because you just got, relatively speaking, Liam Rossinia come to you guys. And it was, okay. well, what's that going to be like? You thought there were some kind of encouraging signs, but also somebody we didn't expect to kind of possibly do seemingly as well as getting into number two in the scoring charts was Mr. Ooh. Ozan Tufan. So tell us, how has your season been and how have those two guys' seasons come along? Yeah, it's um, definitely a season of two halves. Um, we were abysmal under Arvaladze. There's, there's no other way of describing it. We were just chaotic, defensive mess, um, rolling over every game. But since Rosini has come in, he's made what was the worst defensive record in the league to, I think, the fifth or sixth best. I think there's only Burnley and Luton that have lost fewer than us since Rosini has taken charge. So we've become a team that's very hard to beat. You know, I think we've had about 10 or 11 clean sheets since Rosini has come in. Um, you know, as we introduced players like Sean McLaughlin into the side, who, who's kept Jacob Greaves out of the team as one of our most promising young players. And we, we just seem to We've turned a corner and we look so much more organised. We're, we're, we're playing off of the back. We're entertaining to watch. Um, the only problem that we've got, if we're going to try and you know find some sort of critique for Rosinia, is we just can't seem to put the ball in the back of the net. So we've drawn so many games. If we could have scored one more goal in like maybe four or five games, we'd be in the playoff mix right now. So it's really frustrating that you know we're, we're kind of in a, a few dead rubber games where we kind of got nothing to. We can't go down. We can't go up. But um, saying that, when Rosinia took over, we were in a relegation fight. So if anybody would say we'd be staying up safely with games to spare, we'd be happy about it. Um, Ozan Tufan. 
um, is has been great. He's much improved under Rosini. Yeah, he was he was actually he was he was good under Avaladzi, but he's so much better under Rosini. And I think the the standards that Rosini wants to set as in you've you've got to run your art out, you've got to be really really, you've got to track back, you've got to work hard. Um, all to all trademarks you guys said that he did not have, he's proved everybody wrong. Um, you know, there's even sections of our fan base were saying he's too lazy and he wouldn't do it but he has he, he's, he's been one of our best players since the turn of the year um, he's on seven goals for the season we're playing him in sort of a false nine position at the minute because we've got no fit strikers and it seems to give us a bit of fluidity at top because he likes to find that space just behind the opposition defence and he, he's very good at doing that and he's got a good shot on him so he's yeah he's, he's one of our best players at the minute and it's, it's really exciting to see what kind of player he can turn into and if he can maintain those standards especially going into next season because next season definitely he's going to try and be a top six push from you know everything that's been saying for the club and, and the foundations we've built so hopefully mm. he's, a, he's, a, he's a big key to that uh, he was wow. sold to Carl as the Turkish Messi by Carl's Kebab House but since that Kebab House has had all sorts of problems with pigeons and things well and... they've been trying to eat pigeons for quite some, some uh, time yeah. so I'm, I'm not going to really <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to really listen to too much that they've got to say. I think they've got one star mm. on the scores on the doors. So uh, that tells you everything uh, you need to know about that particular establishment. Food, yeah. Reliable sauce, then. Yeah, exactly. Reliable. Yeah, yeah. yeah reliable. Don't the, only the... Thing, the only sauce that's reliable is the chilli. Yeah, don't eat the reliable <laughs> sauce. That's what I would say, yeah. <laughs> not, 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 that we're, not that we're going down a, a Turkish a Turkish <laughs> or indeed any other route here. <laughs> but your, your, your owner, who, mm. who came in, who was like, if I remember rightly, it wasn't he the Turkish Simon Cowell. That's it. Yeah, that's he seemed, he, that's him. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he came in and seemed to create a really a really good impression, and everybody seemed to like him. He's put a bit of money behind the club, but didn't seem to be going completely bonkers. Has that all been been still the case? Because we've spoken to lots of Championship clubs and us as well, who are all kind of like wailing and gnashing and teeth of uh, of, of, of about our owners. But you seem mm. to do quite well on this latest one. How's he doing? Yeah, he's brilliant. I, I, I actually can't find a bad word to say about him. I think I don't know if it's recency bias because obviously the previous owners weren't very good, as is the like you say the majority of cases in football at the minute. But he's come in and, and you know there was a lot of people saying you know be careful what you wish for kind of thing. And but he's come in and he's he's literally just been amazing. He, you can tell he loves the fans and he and he genuinely wants the best for the club, which is so important as a fan because you don't want somebody just going around making decisions willy-nilly, pretending it's all for the best of the club. He does consult the fans, you know, he's, he's got regular committee meetings, he's regularly in contact with them. He took however many hundred on that trip to, to yeah. Turkey, I think I mentioned it last time we was on. Yeah. Um, he's paid for, since then, he's paid for free away travel for every away game from January onwards. So we've had what? free travel paid for our coaches for every away game this season from, well, for the second half of the season. So, you know, he's, 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 he's reduced tickets. We're getting the tendencies are starting to touch 20,000 at home now, which, you know, we were averaging something like 11, 10,000 last year. So we've almost doubled the attendance by the end of the season. So, like I say, he's bringing the fans back. He's brought the field of factor back. We didn't know what kind of January we'd have. Obviously, we had a very busy summer. Um, but January, I think, after Rosinia came in, we only got four loan players in. We brought in Kyle Darlow, uh, Aaron Connolly, Malcolm Ebuwe, and somebody else I've forgotten. Obviously, can't be that important. <laughs> but <laughs> we, we, didn't, we didn't actually spend any money. We, we were for domestic signings, so they're all you know players that have played in the Championship. They've mm-hmm. got experience here before. We 
which is, you know, a big question people would have. Would we go back into the foreign market? Would we would be signing Turkish league players for the rest of his tenure kind of thing? But it's, he's made it obvious now that Rosini is fully in charge of his transfers. You know, there were questions being asked, is he the guy making the signings and not the manager? Mm-hmm. But that's obviously not the case. And he's done a recent interview saying that in, in summer, rosini has got a £14 million transfer budget because that's the profit that we made last season. The, the books were released recently. I think Kieran Maguire put it out, Price of Football, and we, we were £14 million in the good. Probably keen Lewis Potter sale to be fair. So he's got 40 million to sign. He only wants five or six players. So hopefully next season, like we say, he backs him and gets the deals done quickly so we get a good full pre-season with him. I'm I'm thoroughly um disheartened now. <laughs> into a happy whole fan. Free coach <laughs> travel. While. Free coach oh. travel. Yeah, you have. Yeah. I'm not well, jealous at all. I mean, trust me, we we've had some shows where everybody's gone, well, it would be a nice touch if the team who didn't turn up maybe put their hands in their pockets. Nope, still not heard nothing back on that one. There we go. So two, two, two things that you mentioned there. One was obviously the goals and the draws, and the other one was about him paying for that travel to go away. Presumably your away travel has ramped up. One of the things that we're now doing with, with people on the, on the back end of the season here is looking at people's home and away stats. This is just looking across the season exactly as we go. So Hull at home, and of course we're playing you guys at home, you're kind of around, around mid-table for this. So play 21. 1-8, drawn 5, as you mentioned, lost 8 at home, scored 22, conceded 26. As you say, the number of goals is kind of is kind of lower there. But you've got 1.38 points per game, which is, again, puts you in the kind of mid-table. Your away stats, which you're probably less bothered about now, but you can see this in terms of what you're saying about the draws. Play 21, 1-5, drawn 9. As you say, if you could have converted any of those, see where you'd have been. Losses 7. Again, you've scored less than you've uh, than you've conceded. You scored twenty six on the road, more than you have at home, and you've again conceded thirty one. Right, you know, against those twenty six, and that gives you one point one four. Again, it kind of puts you sort of mid table. Has that changed as the season's gone on? You mentioned a reference to draws. Has the added travelling support added anything and has Rosinia kind of changed how you play away and at home is there a different kind of style that you do no he plays the same he he, he set he set a standard and, and that is home or away he's the kind of manager that's very happy with you know if we get a point away from home you, you always say though you want to win your home games and, and draw away that's that's kind of the premise to be successful in the season what you, what you aim for with under Rosinia our running of games has been very tough like from January onwards we've had pretty much I think one of the most difficult run-ins in terms of average position of the team that were playing a lot of top half teams, teams placing the chasing the playoffs kind of thing. Yeah, especially away from home, Sheffield United, um, Norwich teams like that that were up there, and it's it's we've we've got some decent results where you know we we were actually in the game from a lot of them. And like we say, just that lack of ruthlessness up top has cost us. But it's it's weird because we're a very bipolar side in terms of uh, so beginning of the season we were really good away and we were terrible at home. We couldn't win. And then all of a sudden we're really good at home and we can't win away. So it's, we, we can't find the happy medium and be fairly decent at both. It's one or the other. But at the minute at home, um, I think we've only lost maybe once or twice at home under Rosini. I think we lost to Reading in one of his first games. And then we also lost to Burnley in a game that we actually played really, really well in. We just didn't take uh-huh. our chances. So, you know, everyone loses to Burnley this season, don't they? But um, we, we've got six clean sheets <laughs> in seven in the last seven or eight home games. So, you know, we've really wrapped up the defence. We, we we tend to really put our money on those home games for the wins at the minute more than we do away. But like we say, we're just chugging along, tend to get 
the odd point here and there. We don't really lose many. It's just usually a nil-nil or a one-one. There's not many goals involved, apart from the Sunderland game the other day where it was four-four. That was yeah, a bit of an anomaly. amazing game. That was what an amazing mm. game that was. And two fan got two, didn't he? Mm. He did. He got he got two in that game. <laughs> oh god! You know he's, right. he's, he's in some form. You know he's going to score against us. Hi, this is Nigel Gibbs, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Okay, at this particular juncture. I tell you who I think your star man is. So far, my selection about whose who's star man other teams are has been somewhat patchy. Wouldn't you agree, Carl? Completely useless, I'd actually <laughs> yeah, say. That's yeah. the word. Those are the words <laughs> I'm looking for. Now, on occasions, I have selected a player and they've all said, oh, oh many of them have said, now, if you'd have asked me about a month ago, I'd mm. have agreed. However, dot, 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 dot. And I think this is going to happen again. I was not going to put Tufan in as your star player. So tell me, am I correct? Over the whole course of the season, he says, trying to push things in his favour. Get yourself out of this, yeah. Oscar Estupinian, oh. 27 games, 12 goals, two assists, the big man up front. He has been out for the last four games, I think it has been. Is he reasonable? I, I, and I, I sat there and I looked and I thought, do I call it City Starman or do I call it the Tigers? I thought, no. Not going to get into the middle of the Tigers versus City thing. No, no you'll, you'll get a lot of plaudits for using City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, you say, keeping it that, keeping it that way. <laughs> so, a stupid yen, or is there somebody better behind the scenes? Obviously, it, if they're not Turkish called Tufan, that would be nice. But, you know, you tell us who's been your star man of the season. <laughs> if you could be kind to T- this one. No, no <laughs> go on. has been playing well, but he's, he, I certainly wouldn't put him in, in star man category. Oh, um, he, he actually hasn't started that many games lately, <laughs> considering he's on seven goals. He's only really started starting the games when we've we've basically lost our entire strike force to injury. Oscar, um, he's on 13 goals, actually. Mr. Goal off there. Oh, oh but, my um, goodness. Yeah, oh. 13 goals. He scored against you Coventry. You can't even get that piece in right. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm still but, um, wrong, just in a different way. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oscar's, Oscar, it's a strange one with Oscar because he scores. He's our, he's, our, he's our top scorer. But performance-wise, he doesn't actually play entirely well like he doesn't hold the line up as well as you'd want him to you know he don't run the channels kind of thing he's just a poacher he's he's that striker that's in the box and will tap away those chances that we we try and create a striker we're desperately missing at the minute you know to put those final balls into the back of the net but in terms of star man um i'm I'm gonna say sean mclaughlin is the center back that we've added into the team he's an absolute star absolute star We've had 10 clean sheets in the 21 games he's played and he's just been rewarded with a three-year contract that he signed today. And there's no coincidence that our defensive form turned around when he was reintroduced into the side. Fans were calling for him to play under Avaladze. He played really well under McCann last season and under Avaladze for the second half of the season and then just mysteriously never played beginning half of this year. We can't understand why, especially when we're playing uh, Tobias Figueiredo, who basically just booted the ball into his own net for about seven weeks. Um, So, yeah, his his reintroduction... We'll be signing him in the summer. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Yeah, no, McLaughlin's been absolutely fantastic. He'd be my star man uh, at the minute, uh, or someone like Sari, who's just absolutely class and and is far too good for a team like us. Yeah, we've spoken to a couple of... when When we get to the end of this, and we'll probably ask you the same, and we've said, who's been the player that you would take from any other opposition. Seri's been mentioned a couple of times. He said he just makes the game look simple and easy and he just looks like he's above and beyond it. Oh, so there we go. Pete Starman once again. Shite. (laughs) (laughs) 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We're going to do what we call Hull City 1, 2, 3. Uh. Three players I'm going to show you who have played for Watford and indeed Hull City. And see what he's cooked up this time. And the yeah. first thing I'd like you to do, Anne, is when I put these three on the screen, is just name just, just one of them if you can. Now, I do have to warn you, last week we did go 90s. It was a bit retro. So I've changed mm. all of that. And instead, we've gone for the 80s and the late 70s. Oh, Excellent. Oh, so, God, I only know one so, of those. <laughs> so, Ant... And can you name any one of the three players that we currently have on the screen? I don't think I can. It's, it's, I'm, a, I'm a 95 baby, so it's a bit before my time. I'm, I'm telling you, my family would name him instantly, I bet you. But... Okay, I'm going to turn to Carlos then. Carl, can you name one of those players? I think the one on the right is Steve Terry. Bollocks. I think. Yeah, it is. It is Steve yeah. Terry. It is Steve Terry, played in the 84 Cup final. We'll come to that. So, Justin, can you name... Either of the the two players, either the the man the man that I could only get a picture in Watford in black and white, or <laughs> any one of these. No, I mean the guy in the middle looks like he was one of the people in Brotherhood of Man, and the guy on the <laughs> left. I, I actually think I think I know the guy in the middle surname, but I don't know his first name. Is it Ray, okay. is it Ray Train? It's only no, I think it's Booth. Oh, um, good shot, Dennis good Booth. Shot. Dennis, is it Dennis Booth. Booth? Dennis, Dennis Booth, yeah. the man that we described as sounding the most northern person we'd ever heard during the <laughs> World versus Carl once. And we worked out because he'd come from Lincoln and you went, oh, it, one of the questions was, where did he go? And you went, oh, I don't know, I somewhere up, Hull, and he got it right. He, he, he absolutely <laughs> gassed it. The other, the other gentleman is Richard Jobson. Dennis Booth, right? He he came from Lincoln. He played and won the fourth division with with, with Graham Taylor at, at Lincoln. He basically came down, uh, you know, to Watford and managed to basically be involved in the first two promotions in Taylor's first first season. And then after us, he went off to uh, basically got us up two divisions. And he went to he went to Hull City. He, he got there. His first season, you got relegated from Division Three down to Division Four. But his last two Basically, you then got them back up again uh, a couple of seasons later and got you promoted from the third division in his final year. However, he only played one game in his final year, right? Because he became assistant manager to Brian Horton. And who did Brian Horton go and sign? He went and signed... Richard Jobson. Oh, it all comes round again. Look. Yeah, there you go. You see, he got uh, he got promoted, as I say, in in that in that league there and in that division. In Steve Terry's time, he also crossed with Richard Jobson, moving from us. He caught the latter end of Richard Jobson's uh, part. Richard Jobson played with you for quite some time and had a had a very good uh, long career with you. Steve Terry famously basically yeah. had a, a, a real kind of a hairline crack in his in his in his forehead that kept opening up. Because you couldn't stop him, uh, you couldn't stop him heading the ball. So basically, he ended up with like tape on his front 
I just kept heading it and then kind of ripping it off at the end of every game. What he was an he was brave as an ox, star man for us. He played as I said. He was uh, he was part of the uh, certainly the leap from Division Two Championship as it is up to the the top flight and and a huge part of that top flight journey with us. And it was only when Dave Bassett came in that he, he moved on. He came to came to Hull had a good couple of seasons and then he moved on to Northampton Town to finish it off. There has, you go. Has he blocked Just... you from from phoning him yet? Because he, he gave you no? his phone number and. He hasn't spoken to you since. <laughs> no, I have. No, he has. He, oh, he has. He, he's, rung, he's rung me, and I've kind of like rung him back, and he's thinking, "Oh no, sorry, I'm still away. I think I think I'm probably mis, mis, put put down to somebody else." He, he sat on oh, his phone, didn't he? Yeah, pretty much. Prob- most probably, most probably. But there we go. There we go. Players from the from the from the late seventies coming to Watford, there in Dennis Booth, and then into the eighties, who played for both Hull City. And Watford, look at that! Look at that! That was almost organised. I'm quite, I'm quite impressed with myself. This is Robbie from AFTV, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. And I can confirm, it's brilliant. We are coming. I think we have to do it. We have carried it on all season. It is the lame, fucking sorry arse end of this entire rubbish, which is the DNSYE rubbish prediction league. It's just awful. Um, we, we've kept it going, but as we stand, because obviously we've got a game tomorrow night. Have you playing tomorrow night? I don't know. You're obviously oh, looking they... forward to it, Ant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> Can't wait. I, I had about three hours sleep last night. I think it's catching up with me. As, as it stands, you'll remember that you'll be playing for the EFL. That's, that's the dog saying you're playing Middlesbrough you're playing Middlesbrough why don't you talk dog I don't know who he's playing anyway so they are, you play, you, are they oh, what yeah they guess. are no way yeah it's been poor at home they yeah. Are. Oh, yeah. I knew that I was just you testing you looked that one out well done Peter <laughs> We've got tomorrow's game to go, so things may have changed, but we I, will I see. We are forecasting. Yeah, probably not. Carl is languishing on 17 points. The EFL have, have basically come up a little bit, not very much. Uh, they're on 19 <laughs> points, and Justin currently is on 22 points, basically because he just goes, mm, I don't know, one all, all the time. So, you as our guest, Ant, you get to guess, first of all, what's the score going to be in Hull? Hull City versus Watford, three o'clock kickoff, Saturday. I'm going to go with. Considering how good we are at home defensively, I'm going to go with a 1 0 Hull City win. I think I went for a draw last time. I think I said 1 1 last time and it was 0 0, wasn't it? it so I'm going to go 1 0 win. Let's have a look. That's you did. You went You went 1 all. It was 0 0. You got two points for the EFL. You, you know, we've got somebody here who has scored points. Stop you know. rubbing your hands together, James. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be an Ozan 2 fan 89th minute winner oh, oh look at this here he goes look at this <laughs> here he goes war has been declared written in the stars <laughs> yeah written in the Turkish mezze Carlos what are you going to go for then sir I guess oh I can predict what he's going for here <laughs> Without even well, I, I won't. I won't. Yeah, I won't draw it out any longer. Of course. Oh, draw! I see. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll have. I'll have the one all, please. Yeah. It's one all, forcing, forcing Justin out <sighs> of his comfort zone into an area that we call conscious thought. <laughs> yeah. Um. What do you What do you think the score is going to be, Justin? Because let's be honest, you have slightly relied on that old crutch of one one. Mm. But last he couple of games, winning this if he just said one one all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one one. Well, he is winning it anyway. But, yeah, but I can't. It. I can't say one all the time anymore, can I? Because because I go last every time. I mean, you nick it. That's so you're, I too, you're too successful <laughs> at this game. <laughs> well, looking at the uh, looking at the, uh, the the stats that you gave there for their home form, they've conceded more than they have scored at home. I can't go for one nil because Ant nicked that. Let's go, go for two one. Go for two one. I'll go for two one. Yeah, two. two. All right, two one. 
to Watford. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Two, one to Watford. Listen, I don't care anymore. We have got nothing to lose, and that's how no. they probably play as well. Like, oh, I got nothing to lose. Oh, look, we just won. How did we do that? A little Why bit of me is worried that if we do win, because then everyone's going to be on the bandwagon about the playoffs, and I really don't need. Do you that know we've got three percent chance? I've been reading articles today. Our chances of reaching the playoffs are three percent. Do not get too excited. Yeah, no. Don't get too excited. Three percent. How is it 3%? I, I read it somewhere. I'll find yeah, the article later and, and send it to you. We've got a 3% chance. <laughs> you're, only three, you're only three points off, are you? So, yeah, I know, but I think with all the combinations... Of, go your way, you're right back in it, are you? It's all the combinations, isn't it? Of who's got to lose and... Yeah. yeah. It's not just yeah, in our hands, is it? It's in the hands of everybody else that's playing. And, and we've got Cardiff, then we go to your place, which... It's going to be a tricky game. Sunderland away the week after that, which they're doing all right. And then Stoke, final game of the season. So, yeah. I mean, if you look at how we played all season, if you don't base it on anything other than how we played all season, I, I can't believe we're 12th. We should be about 19th or something, which yeah, has been yeah. crap. Also, it just shows you this league's b- bizarre. Because honestly, we haven't really d- improved from last season, if you ask me. Sorry, Peter. I, I, I go on a bit, don't I, when I get the... Uh, <laughs> When I get this, I get annoyed. I get so annoyed. How how can we not improve on last season? Last season was a disaster. This season is just no improvement at all, in my opinion. So, and you know, you know, you said it had been a season of two halves, right? Mm. Justin's had exactly the same, right? Up until about the end of January, he was going, "Oh, it's so much better than last year. So much better than last season." So much. And it, flipped, it flipped over like the first of February. And he went, "It's as bad as last season. It's just as bad as well, last." Season. Football was that under that our second year? manager, though. That was under our second manager, wasn't it, of the season? It was under our Around second manager, yeah, yeah, yeah. It hasn't improved under the third, really. So, oh, Jesus, three managers of the season. Honestly, this team. Yeah, I would have thought so. I don't think Chris yeah, Wilder's going to. Chris Wilder had four managers. I'll tell you. I'll tell you who's, who's yes. being lined up for it. Shall I? Nathan King Jones is being lined up. Well, this is this is a rumor. Oh, that we've heard. Yeah, can you imagine? Fucking Nathan. I, Jones. I've I've said it, and I will say it on this podcast. If we employ that little Welsh twat. I am not going to watch Watford next season. But enough about Mark Hughes. Oh, I see you were talking yeah. about... Oh, he's the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah the other one. Because yeah. you don't like him either, do you? No, I don't. No. No. There are certain, there are certain managers that if we sign Carl, he basically decided he's going he's gonna to flounce off in a strop, which is... Which yeah, is I'll go and watch Boreham Wood. Generally, the, anyone born season. the other side of the seven, by the sound of things. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't like... Anyway, there you go. There we go. There we go. So we've got... We've got everything done. Do not scratch your eyes. And thank you very much for joining us once again on Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. Um, I, I normally at this point, um, wish uh, the opposition the best for the rest of the season. There isn't a lot left. And like you said earlier on, there isn't really much to play for anymore, is there, to be honest? For either of us, I guess. No. So I wish you luck anyway, uh, apart from... Let's just uh, call it a draw then. One all. Okay, I'd like to, but someone took that one. Um, so, so, so um, yeah, best of luck for the rest of the season. Although, you know, it doesn't really count for very much, I guess. But um, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you once again. Thanks for listening to our load of nonsense and for joining in. And, um, yeah, we'll catch up with you next season, I reckon. Yeah, just give us a shout. I'll be back on. Super. Love it. Love it. And Thank where you. can people find you if they need to? Uh, we're just on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, just search to hold them back. You'll find us. We're trying to do weekly episodes at the minute, but we, we tend to. We used to do opposition views, but we've kind of sat that off for the rest of the season, and we're going to stay again next year. If Watford uh, appoint Nathan Jones in the summer, I'll be up to Hull, and I'll uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll join you guys. 
Don't. You know there's a strong oh, chance this could happen, don't you? you you're you're I, making I, I, statements. I mean it. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? I really so mean So you're going to buy four season tickets. Did, did he say then... he was one of the best managers in Europe when he was at Southampton? He's a cock. You're not winning <laughs> He's an absolute cock. Yeah, yeah he, I'm, he, not, he, I'm not having that. He said yeah, that. He, he, he said that. He said that. Yeah. I, say I'm, I say I'm a supermodel. It doesn't necessarily work out well for you career-wise. <laughs> Excellent. Good, yeah, Love thank it. you, Ed. It's been a pleasure, and mate. Thank top you. Man, yeah. Right. Cheers for having me on. Thank you. Cheers, fellas. Thank Cheers, you, mate. sir. Brilliant stuff. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is... AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.